does metal and horror go hand in hand? I always thought so, but it seems like it doesn't. Coming up. So metal and horror was stated, at least on this channel, that they went hand in hand. And as we pretty much started delving into content, trying to put the two to do together, it didn't seem to be what the audience was interested. There's plenty of things to be said about that, and that could be internet language and all the crap that even makes you even ultimately see a video. But it could be flat out that you just don't care and you're way more excited about sports or whatever the hell. And I know an individual, and I know two individuals that might have something to say about about that, and that is welcoming back from the Vladimir's both Marcus and Ash Thomas. So to give some love to the individual that I've definitely had this conversation, and that is Billy from Evil Speak. You know, talking about his zine when he was on Heavy Metal Relics on this channel. We, you know, we're talking a lot of metal and, and horror and stuff because obviously Razorback Records, which he formerly did, and then Surge of Kill, bringing it back around back to Ash, and you know all the all the metal stuff that Billy has done. It's naturally like made me think like he's here's another person like me here's some other people i think are like me where they like horror movies and metal just as much but then you start putting videos out like that and doesn't seem like the case you know my own brother j-dog doesn't seem to care about horror movies all that much but loves metal now he doesn't like sports but that's a different conversation so i guess what i bestow upon you as far as a question do you guys even do you agree though does metal and horror go hand in hand and or maybe not. <laughs> to, me, to me, it always has. <laughs> I mean, to me, I mean, that's just two huge parts of who I am anyways. I, horror movies and metal, I've loved them since I can remember. But you know what I think maybe you sh we should all cherish is that there's not many people saying that. Because <laughs> it fucking sucks. Everything in my childhood, well, everything in my childhood that I've loved but well, a lot has been now commandeered by people, by the society that made it out like you were fucking weird for liking it. And now it's some goddamn thing. I go, I mean, it's yeah. double-edged sword. I do like to go to like a horror convention and see a show of the people, but and then I see kids and all these people doing this shit with like family stuff. I like the fact, and I've grown to cherish when I, something I like, especially something like horror and metal. If, if, if someone doesn't like it, I'm happier now than I used to be. Right. I used to get mad, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You don't fucking yeah. like it? Yeah. I like it. But now it's like, thank God you don't fucking like it. <laughs> I just don't like, I don't like a lot of people. I mean, thank you. I mean, I mean what do you think? I mean, you know, you always love horror when I, you know, when I, yeah. a lot of times when I show it to you, but a lot of times, I mean, I'm more in the, I love film, period. And yeah, you do your, your I love film buff. Yeah, sure. I love movies. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, Horror. We we always watched a lot of stuff together when we were younger. But you know, especially when I got older, I was like, I don't have time to watch fucking movies. Yeah. You know, that's how I was. But he, you know, he's, well, I just love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll sit there and I mean, I'd like to crack open a beer, have have a smoke or something, and sit there and watch. I could sit there for hours right. as long as it's telling a good story. And I love horror movies, horror movies, sci-fi and fantasy, all that. And, 
So bringing it back around the Billy, like, you know, we, I, I, I wish I recorded the conversation because it was hilarious. Like, you know, like he sent me the evil speak. Like, this is the latest issue. I did an article in it. But at the time, I was, he was just getting me familiar with it. I'm like, dude, this is like a beautiful zine. Like, I just want to love it, you know. But I, I am in horror just because, but basically on, on, on how nice it is. But anyway, so we're talking about it and like, you know, metal fans and, and yada, yada. Like, you know, doesn't it sell? Does like, does your zine sell well to like Razorback fans? fans like your audience or whatever and however well we got on the subject of like yeah metal fans aren't like as into horror at least some people that we've known that as much as you would think and like he's going off as like but then they're in the sports dude like how the fuck does that work you're in the metal like wouldn't you want to like listen to horror like (laughs) you know put the two and i'm like i I would like i get it like that you know especially like when you have a band maybe like deceased or uh you know one that's just like heavily into referencing their favorite horror movies in their lyrics that when you discover where it came from like the movie's just like this guy at least is just glued then you know you want to know like oh man or or it's just fun you know like hell i i just was watching i hadn't seen um for as much as i like horror movies you know there's obviously albums there's obviously movies that escape here that are of the classic kind so i had never seen um night of the creeps until the other night yeah that's a lot of fun yeah exactly and that was probably why i hadn't seen it because i liked you know more like uh supernatural like ghost story haunted house kind of stuff exorcisms before it was popular to make every single fucking movie about one and uh so like (laughs) so like you know well, I, I, mean, I think it was the campy value. What's Night that? Of the Creeps is in that like cool genre of, especially if you grew up in the '80s. It's a horror, like rock and roll metal. Yeah. Concert. I mean, like Return of the Living Dead. And when I think about Night of the Creeps, I think about First Return of the Living Dead and shit like Demons and Demons Two and uh, Trick or Treat. The other, I love both Trick or Treat and Trick or Treat. Oh yeah. So anything where it's like the Black Roses and all them. Those it's like uh, those are. That's a different type of horror movie. I know walking in, I'm not going to be like mortified. I'm going to probably laugh and cheer through a lot of it because that's like Night of the Creeps is fun. That old yeah. thrill me shit, the dead fucking serial killer coming back from the grave, slugs and shit. Fuck, we watch we watch that regularly, like at least once a year when it comes to Halloween. We like they have like these a whole bunch of batches oh, yeah. of movies together, and Night of the Creeps always shows up because fucking. It's one of them great 80s horror comedies. It, yeah, but that's nothing like, I mean, you know, Ken Russell's The Devils. is People wouldn't even categorize that as horror, but that's a horrific movie, and it's one of my favorites. That's If you want to be, like, fucking freaked out mortified, I'd say watch something like that. But Night of the Creeps is fun. Well, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of the same value for you. So, like, you know, kind of maybe dialing in for a guy that's in a band called the Vladimir's and, and you know, obviously referencing some vampires. So, because I want to obviously invite uh, anybody interested in the audience that if you haven't heard me talk about it previously, so Evil Speak issue number six, I got to do an article about Nosferatu. And at the honestly being a guy that just blabs about metal and stuff and not really writing things down in uh and being more of uh, obviously you know an article writer it's like well how the hell would you write an article and uh 
I thought it would be cool to write it in many of the ways of like how the movie is like in a way a parallel to a vampire of itself or at least the lore around it and then bring in maybe an, a section of the article and how it relates to metal. And are you discussing are you discussing the Nos, the old Nosferatu? Well, the so that was the... It, that's so great question because i'm talking about them both as far as the article but i thought it would be cool that to really talk about nosferatu as more of a uh i guess a pop culture icon than uh just like a movie because yeah it starts out with the 70s one or the, the 70s one the the 20s uh the yeah. one and i think like that Im- imagery is just like it's been used in metal so much like it's great though. yeah it's, so great. it's oh my god it's amazing and that's and that's like kind of the point of it is like dude like if you're a guy that's like never mind not even being a guy into horror like you like horror is actually you know what yeah all, all the more if you're a guy into horror it's like it, it is in a way not just being a nerd that's perhaps disgruntled that you don't like the same thing as me and being like how do you not like horror or metal because it's like it's so much in metal Nosferatu alone you can think cover after cover and I'm not gonna like like you see the artwork that you know you see Count Orlock on whatever and they'll take it from a, they'll take it from the movie somebody will redraw it you know, even in this, like Shagrat from uh, Acid Witch drew Hell, a piece. Hell Witch has a great song called Nosferatu. And then, and then I the actually, songs. I you, really love the German goth rock band Nosferatu. I mean, shit, I didn't even know that. I was thinking so of the Swedish like band. The That's all. all I mean, Nosferatu is iconic. Exactly. I still think seeing that old black and white movie, if you look at it, it's like some of the creepiest shit. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. fucking great. And I already love the movie that they made Shadow of a Vampire about how they filmed that movie and it was a real vampire. I yeah. Because it seems like it when you're watching that. I mean, that motherfucker is really messed up and spooky looking. I remember being a kid. I loved it, but I was totally freaked out by that. Well, that's... That, and the, that and the Captain Howdy face in Exorcist were like the only two things as a child that legitimately made me go, holy shit. Yeah. No, you're. It, it's it's funny that you say uh, or you bring up the, the shadow of the vampire. It's like I totally like that is definitely you know to to summarize, give up the uh, article and, and move on with the conversation is like that. Yeah, like it progresses in like how the movie has influenced certain things, and then that, that you yeah. did get like a, a remake, but then the remakes like this or or, or the original, it's not. It's Count Orlock. It's not Count Dracula, even though the the story yeah. is plagiarism. Where then, when it came to yeah. the remake, it's mm-hmm. Count Dracula. So it's confusing. And the point I made in the article is that it gets to a point that Nosferatu can still be referenced in metal. Say, let's say lyrically, that if you have a song called Dracula, you don't know. You might think it's Bela Lugosi and the Dracula tale, but unless you have an image to attribute with it, you could be talking about the Klaus Kinski version because he is count dracula in that and he also counts uh, klaus kinski he's also been used in a ton of uh metal you know artwork and so on and so forth that i even think shadow the vampire which is then just another film it is like all that artwork and stuff that you know that you can see and attribute to metal that's like kind of it, that that definitely makes me a little bit like weird like or, or confused by people like I don't even like it like not even like not even remotely like just dismissed it like you know I I know my brother uh, J-Dog he he would 
say that the first Nosferatu is boring as hell. I'm sure. Hell, yeah. I think you'd be think the '70s one is, and it's like, well, because I don't, you know, what am I gonna do the whole lot? It's like, I, aren't you just like visually like sucked in, like you know? Well, some people don't like that shit. Yeah. Some people don't like the. I mean, most, and I mean not just that, but a lot of other stuff like the the whole the whole German impressionistic movement. If you show stills from the movies. Metalhead, don't think it was awesome, but they won't sit there any of those movies. And right. all those movies are fucking awesome. Right. I mean, they're all that kind of shit, like uh, Warning Shadows and uh, well, Nosferatu and uh, M. M's a great one. And you could just pick an image off that and use it in metal. And people will think that's great, but they don't. They don't give a shit about watching a movie. Right. I just actually don't think. I think some people don't like some of their fucking movies. Some people immediately when they're being told a story that they don't give a fuck about, they just zone out. So, so, so they don't have an issue with time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, fuck them. Right. And I was yeah. sitting this for an hour and a half. Fuck. And I've sat through like, I'm jamming metal. I can do something else. Fuck. Right, right. So, Ash, like, you, you know, you're obviously a little more silent on the matter. Obviously, appreciate horror movies and don't always have the time for them. Have there been, like, songs and stuff that you've referenced throughout at whatever band it may be in that you've, uh, you know, influenced you to write that song? The last Fave Extractor, there's things based off of fraud topics, like, um, but it's never like a like a, a complete narrative of a movie I've seen. You know, I just I don't know. I haven't done that either though, which is funny. I mean, I use song uh, movie titles a lot, but I've never. But I don't really don't. I don't really don't like that. Like, but pretty much like like most all, like just about every Surgical song was based on a movie. Yeah. But, but I think it was, it, you know, it was purposely done that way. Isn't that weird? Like I like I like songs that are based on movies when it's death metal or even like Iron Maiden. But I don't really like horror punk bands doing it because it just seems uh, so obvious and easy. Everyone always mentions bands that have horror movie titles, and no one ever mentions Iron Maiden, which is fucked because yeah. they use sci-fi and horror movie titles for albums. Yeah. Brave New World, and it's got the whole prisoner motif. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Phantom of the Opera, all that shit. You know? it's, it's funny how some bands with certain people get a pass on that, but then you like other bands, you get... It's almost a source of ridicule where they're like, "Oh, you named your song after a fucking movie." Yeah, no, sorry, you, I interrupted you. No, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 that's why I didn't have a lot to say about. Oh. You say <laughs> you, you saved the conversation. <laughs> well, it was. Have you, I, heard any, have you heard anybody ever talk about this shit in the rare environment? Because I haven't. No, no, not up. really. Like, because they're, they're you're, you're right though. Because like the Prowler. Um, oh, other, yeah. You know, uh, Phantom of the Opera would be of the the early ones, so I'm sure you'd get a lot of those guys that Where would Eagle think Stairs? like it's boring. Yeah, Where there's a fucking movie. Oh, 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 really? I didn't even know. Uh, well, isn't that like a western though? No, no, it's a fighter pilot. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Okay, well, it's, yeah. in its motif, it's a western. Anything with a hero technically is a western. Everybody knows <laughs> the Tamale is based on Doom. Yeah, all that shit. But I'm I, I thought it was it, like, because I was going to bring that up and you already went there yourself about, um, yeah, kind of thinking it's loving horror, but almost thinking it's slightly lame to base songs <laughs> about horror movies. Because somebody uh, mentioned that, too, like, because, so, like, early Crucify Mortal stuff, like, I was kind of doing that, like, basing it purely on horror movies and stuff, and I liked that idea. And then someone said something and, 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 
and pointed out why I kind of thought it was lame to reference horror movies, and it changed my perspective to where it's like, you're right. Like I, I don't know. I didn't, I, it, I I still enjoy other bands doing it, and and don't like feel like embarrassed or shamed by doing it myself. But it's definitely made me take a totally different direction in that, like me personally, I'd rather be inspired maybe by a horror movie or honestly real events and come up with a story around it. Um, and then, you know, and, and then make it all fucked up and w- make it go where it would go in that. As yeah, I, mean, I, can't, just, I can only speak for myself, but yeah, I think if you're going to use a movie title, be it any movie, and if it's got that kind of influence in it, it should be whatever that emotion was that that particular film made you want to call it that. Like, yeah. if you felt so, it should be about you. If you're not writing songs coming from you, then what's the fucking point? Well, you know, no. if you're just going like, oh, I'm just going to go buy the numbers and write about this movie, that's... Uh, yeah, you can do that, but it's pretty fucking lame, well, I think. In a way, then, you on the Vladimir's Late Hours album um, from 2011, I believe it was, num- never mind the year, there's the song City of the Living Dead. Now, I would yeah. assume by the lyrics and the title that that's purely about the movie. However, yeah. you could have a, it could be about the movie, but it still could not because uh, that movie has two titles, and I forgot what the second title was. Oh, Gates of Hell, or Gates yeah, to Gates Hell. Gates of Hell, yeah. No, I mean I love that movie. I love Fulci. I think he's. I think that shit's great. Really, uh, that song's not based. Sorry to interrupt you, but that song's not based on the movie at all. No, of course. After like, I mean, the song was worked for a while, so okay. I started putting in things like the whole right away the priest was hanging. I right, I was going to say that's literally a scene. The song's about <laughs> the song's really about living in Cincinnati. Oh, it's so really it's the city of the living dead, then, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, this fucking place is like, uh, it always <laughs> has been like a uh, 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 staging ground for New World Order shit. It's like, people, a lot of people here are real smart and real artistic, and there's a whole bunch of them that are like, I dare to say barely human. They're fucking, like, they're so brainwashed. And I thought about that in that song. That's what that song was mostly about was here. And hell, what's fucked up is that song's on late hours, but that song's super old. Oh, really? That song's like uh, from the 90s. And I remember as far as writing the song, that opening riff, I thought that there was a weird, I liked how there musically was a relation between like a rockabilly riff and a Bathory riff. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. So I was like, if you do it real fast, I was like, Bathory. You do it real slow, starts to sound like Reverend Orton Eat or some shit. So I wanted to do it mean. So I was like, I I liked the relationship of that being a very metal song, but also the chords that the songs in are very rock and roll. They're rock and roll chords, but they're over like they're brutalized. Yeah, which is that's what I thought was interesting because if we had gotten together and started working on a song, and I know you never would, but if you'd done something different, I would have been like, ah. I don't want to do that song because now it's not like a rockabilly song. But you just fucking beat into it. And I was like, yeah, it should be like Bathory, like total destruction. That's what it is, basically. That's awesome. It's funny how there's like a fine line between that shit. And you'll meet tons of people who are like, I hate that, I hate this. And be like, well, this band you like has the same fucking riff that this band has. Yeah. Or it's in the same kind of idea. But because it's the how it's presented, you don't like it. And I just thought that was interesting. 
Uh, and a great way to kind of summarize the Vladimir's too, and and one of the things bringing up in the previous video of how it's like annoying that it's just you know sometimes attributed to being straight up like a horror punk band because it's like you know there's far more to it musically, and I think that description you just gave definitely alludes to to that uh, statement. But uh, you know I, I'm interested then too because like I said, you know I, what's I, at least I have collectively done then. As far as my thought process, having based songs on lyrics and stuff, which I think came from a love is deceased, was then, you know, you took scenarios and life events and then uh, switched it and come up with my own stories. So, like, bringing it back around the Faith Extractor now, where, like, that is essentially it's not, but it could be in ways because you're talking about, like, you know, so Raising the World Myth is right here. Available, Reaper Metal Productions, CNLP, still have them, get them. Uh, links in the description. But so, like, some of the stuff you're talking about, so, like, Ash, you're probably more the, the, the focal point as far as lyrics on this. Uh, like, so, but some of the, the point is that a lot of, like, maybe, I guess, the conspiracy, like, everything that's going on in this cover that once you know all the stories behind, so some of the conspiracies and whatnot, those in themselves can be horror, you know, in, in a way. So, yeah. like, you know. Which would be fun because that, that's another thing about that band. It's like I'd rather write about stuff like that than I, I don't need another fucking Satan song. I'm not gonna write it. I'll listen to it. Right. You know, but it's like you know, it's it's just I just don't give a fuck. You know. It's like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I'm just like all Satan bands are Christian anyways. Yeah, Satan's involved. Yeah, I mean, that, the first song that was ever written. The band Satan themselves, Brian Ross, is a Christian. He even made yeah, it. I have the video. <laughs> yeah. But, but so, the, you know, the first song ever written for that band was Pillar Biters and Satanic Christians. So it's kind of <laughs> like, it was just kind of like, oh, let's turn the cross upside down and, like, it's going to be different, you know? It's like, it's kind of like a belief structure of, like, this doesn't exist unless you believe in this. So, yeah. yeah. I just think it's a it's sure a double standard. Yeah. So you, I mean, you gotta keep in mind too, like, and it's so fucking boring. Yeah, it is boring. It's <laughs> fun. I mean, I love listening to like old venom and like things that are like worth Satan and it's fun. But like hearing someone who's real serious about Satan anymore to me is like. Super boring. It's we not just very fucking six hundred and sixty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. fucking edgy, why don't you just put out a gigantic album about how you hate Muhammad? I mean, I think that'll fucking piss everybody off. If you got like, I love it when I see bands from the Middle East that are black metal. I love a couple of them I like, and I'm like, they're, if they're talking about Satan, aren't they just pulling the company line there? I mean, shouldn't they be fucking mad at Muhammad? But they don't fucking dare to put. Some evil Muhammad album out. Yeah. That well, would be cool. We're going to do one. Our next record's going to be all about how Muhammad's bullshit. We're gonna cut all this out. <laughs> no, I like this. This is the creative aspect coming to fruition right here on camera. It's caught. Well, I so, but I am interested in no, that. I, like, hey, like, I love. I so love, you on the balcony with oh, I, I, I love. I love like the imagery of Satanism, especially old seventies. Yeah. When they do Satanism shit, I think it's way more awesome than when they try to pull it off now. And so, like, I I understand all that, but I also think you're once again stuck in a fucking construct 
of man-made bullshit. And- if you're like truly a Satanist, like it's very, it, it's it's confusing to me because basically your belief system is kind of like one of those churches that like takes over an abandoned strip mall plaza where it's like, how do you not just like feel the like stripped away like cultism that this is that like at least if somebody's like going to a full-on church and like just you know whatever into it like it's a little bit easier to follow the pack you know what i mean than just be like this one guy they're doing the same shit yeah it's like saying like i fucking hate star wars but i love the emperor the emperor is the hero of the fucking movie i'm like yeah well he's a part of star wars so what the fuck? If you don't like Star Wars, why are you even talking about it? Dude, I'm I'm keeping this shit in because I think A, it's great, but it's entirely the point I've made. First off, I want to highlight the point that you said I'm bored by Satanism and metal again because I've always said it's like great, this is gonna be another album where the demons are coming and Satan's gonna take over and it's like it's yet to happen, people. Let's stop saying about it because it's like I get it. Like it was cool when like you know, when when sacrifice was fifteen and, and writing lyrics like that because it was offensive. Or, or Venom, so on and so forth, where it's well, like, yeah, I, mean, I can't do it in my already, 30s. Venom, Venom told the story. How yeah. were with Satan? They went circular. <laughs> yeah. Venom already did that. They were rebelling, and then the other ones rebelled. It's like, that story's been told. Like, I don't even and think... fucking rules, so yeah. why do you gotta keep talking about it? Right. <laughs> I mean, or, or at that point, you're just like rehashing their same right. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come up with come up with your own uh, uh, theories and like and then spin them off you know what i mean and that's so that's where a why we're leaving that in because i want this show to be an inspirational to anybody thinking like fuck i was writing about satan and he just now he just ruined my lyrics oh <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens well, dude man's not that popular. yeah no one likes yeah <laughs> fuck those guys What's funny is, once again, having said that, I do love it when I find a band that's about Satan that I almost, for a second, believe it's real. Like years ago, when we first got uh, Blasphemy, yeah, and uh, Mortuary Drake, I bought that EP Mortuary Drake. I actually remember being young and like, these motherfuckers are for real. <laughs> and it's not what he worked at all. But I remember being creeped out by the record, like, and then like, well. That's fun. Can someone do that nowadays, or is that just like well, battle? Well, they all do it, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, well, nah, never mind. And then, Everything's been ruined. Satan sells. Everybody's buying. Well, oh shit. Yeah. Great. Good out. <laughs> good. Good parody album. How did this video have anything about the uh, you know metal and horror? And so getting back to that point is because I think you know like if you could maybe explain a few of these lyrics. You already explained a few uh, or, or one with the you know uh, pillar biters and satanic Christians that it is reality. Much like I said that I've been inspired ever since hearing that remark to just like even growing up and, and, and analyzing the world in different ways that like horror could very much be inspired by just living but it could also be maybe if you're into some of the more I guess conspiracy driven things as like so like this cover Ash like I guess I don't know if it's at more so Ash or Marcus whoever or maybe both of you guys that came up with we like this concept it, but it's mostly Ash's whole yeah. whole scenario but we talked about it that's what first started the band was us talking about this shit on the front cover, basically. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, simply, at, like, why does it have an alien guy, a one-eyed alien guy, seemingly extracting from Jesus, I guess, who's on the cross? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically taking various faiths and eradicating all of them. It could be Horus. 
I mean, that's why there's a devil on there, too. And it, we got put an alien head on there for that. You know, it's basically stuff. just everything that you think that you believe is yeah, a figment of your imagination. Yeah, it's you human construct. So it's basically just a stripping down and a ripping out of any type of thought pattern that may have been injected into your brain that yeah. isn't really your own. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, going back to that Crucify Mortal Psalms of the Dead Choir album, there's that co- song "Kill, Kill on, Com- Kill Upon Command," and like there was this dude from the Cleveland area, era, ah, area that um, in Kirtland, Ohio, which it, it, there is a, um, they're it, they're highly Mormon, and so Joseph Smith, who came up with Mormonism, like I guess the only church that he actually has had a hand in building is the church in Kirtland, Ohio, which makes it like the sacred shrine of Mormonism. And this dude, Jeffrey Lundgren was his name. He was a preacher or or whatever, because I don't know if they have priests, what Mormons have there leading a, a, a practitioner that essentially at one point he got outed and then he started his own cult of people that eventually he murdered a lot of them. Yeah, because he didn't like, he found them to be like sinners to some degree. I don't know why he deemed, I forgot, I, I wrote the lyrics and that was years ago. I knew then, but that he, yeah, like, he was like just so fucking nuts, man. Like he thought he was doing the work of God, essentially, and like he had the grave in, the, in his barn or something. They dug up the yeah. He dug, he put him in, like he shot him in the head. They already had the the graves yeah. dug, and he invited the family. I mean, it was a family like they had kids, and he shot them all in, like point blank. That's right, yeah. yeah. And like got actually I didn't know he that song was about that. It's cool. I played drums on the newer version. And I didn't know that. Yeah. That's well, the original wasn't about that. So I redid the lyrics on it to make it more oh, okay. fucked up. I was inspired by that point. I was like, "Kill on command." Like, well, it was much like what you're like Marcus was saying about being bored about Christian or uh, more uh, Satan lyrics. Like, I was bored to have another song called "Kill Upon Command" and some evil entity that was originally was kind of about that. It was like, I want to like embark a real evil entity because this is like a cool horror story that could be said, and nobody's gonna know the inner story. So if you're a Crucified Morals fan, hopefully you're intrigued and like to hear that story. Story. but like so that and that's the point though like there's a real life event that's totally about mormons so it's not even christianity i mean i guess to some degree it is oh, yeah, you know what i mean circle. it comes full circle and that you got some fucked up. In the most fucked up way yeah which is even crazier yeah because <laughs> the mormon church i mean hell man you study that stuff they've done a lot of heinous things man. yeah there's all kinds of crazy documentaries some of the most fucked up ones always revolve some fucking Mormon fucking sect of something. It's yeah. so fucked up. Dude. I'm just saying, like, I, 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 have, I do have a separation value. There's bands I don't agree with. Lyrically, no. But I'll fucking listen to it. No, yeah. It like, sucks when you're some band. That you fucking, well, I love, I fucking love early Burzum, and he's... Well, what I find to be the, the true threat of any of this witch hunt shit is that people aren't like raising the question of like all right if that is so what do we do now 
Klaus Kinsey was a rapist to his own child. Does that mean Marcus gets rid of his collection? Reaper no. can't write an article? And then, like, so let me give you a true-to-life fucking analogy. Like, if Klaus Kinski had you over and he made you a fucking tremendous dinner, does that make his dinner suck because he's, like, this horrible no. person? So then, like, I'm moving. And in the process of moving, I did my research. I don't want my daughter to live in the proximity of a sex offender. So we did the research. Are there sex offenders in her, and what is the radius? You can do that online. I I, 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 challenge, I I tell you to do it, especially if you've got kids and you're moving. So in that regard, we found that there are sex offenders not in the radius where we live, but there are some within the city that we're moving to that one of them works at McDonald's. So does that say I can't go to McDonald's now and every time I do, I'm fucking condoning the actions of a sex offender? No. It's the answer of, like, what do we do with that guy now that he already committed the crime? If we're not going to kill him, he's still going to live. So we got to coexist. Yeah. Like, And the Internet's not trying to do anything about it. They just want to condemn uh, and then walk away. Shit. And you can walk away when you got no fucking face or name or even putting your ass on the line to even make a statement in the first place. Yeah. When it's just typewriter tough guy shit, and then you just walk away, you know? And even that, even that, if you fucking say something like you go come and say it to one of our faces, I don't fucking care. Nobody's fist fighting us in the street. Yeah, ain't, ain't. No. (laughs) Just for the thing that they thought that they heard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they sure as fuck were getting a bottle broken over their head at a Vladimir's show early on. I, what was? Yeah, that was you know, we fucking hated that. There used to be so many fights at our concerts. It sucked. I actually would know people from both parties who didn't know each other, and they'd each tell me how they got in a fight. It fucking sucked. And that shows you how fucking far behind Cincinnati was and in the mid to late 90s to have metal, punk, and... Like uh, like indie rock people and all showing up at the same place, they fight like it was the seventies. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> we had so many shows fucking shut down over nonsense. Yeah, crap. Yeah, that was a bummer. You know, loading in and playing last, and you just basically yeah, just drove, you basically just drove your gear there and then loaded it back. Played two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, all right, was, it's the yeah, horror no, season. I remember one time playing a song and everything got cut out, and I. There was a cop right in front of me, and I said, what's going on? He said, a girl out in the parking lot got hit in the face with a brick. She's all fucked up. We're turning the show down. I was like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the Halloween season. You're obviously a horror advocate, and we just had a video that did or didn't touch on the point of metal and horror, but whatever. So... I want to leave uh, leave with a recommendation because I do it every year. So if you're one of the horror haters, then maybe you don't. So Marcus, number one, like Halloween, it doesn't have to be a number one. First thing off the top of your head, because it's Halloween 2019. What is a horror movie that you are definitely watching this year or have already watched? Oh, oh shit. I always do you know I've seen it multiple times. I will watch Halloween, especially if uh, Shudder does Joe Bob Briggs doing it. I love Joe Bob since I was a kid. They're doing that shit. I'll watch that. I'll, I We tend to watch Sugar Treat. I watch uh, The Thing. Fuck yeah. Oh, I, I watch John Carpenter's The Thing, actually, more than every Halloween. But I, I most certainly, even though I've seen Halloween over and over again, it's a cliche answer, but I do watch it around Halloween every year. Oh, dude, who who you think you're talking to? I mean, I got the yeah. goddamn guy on my arm as you... I can't fucking look at a goddamn camera to show you, but yeah. So there you go. But so, and what, so Ash, when you do have time, though, what would you be watching? Well, actually, I watched Halloween last night. And, uh, <laughs> first, I've watched it in fucking years, actually, but I enjoyed it. It was fucking great. Yeah. 
Um, it's really hard to answer. I know a lot of a lot of people online, you know, do the thirty-one days of they watch a movie. Yeah, yeah I don't do. You know, I mean, but I, I've watched and see. I've watched that. I did watch the Changeling. Oh, oh yeah. Scott, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my faves, dude. It's actually a really hard question for me because I fucking watch horror movies year yeah. round and constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just you know, I mean I could tell them when, I when you came in I had Twins of Evil on. I love Peter Cushing, he's just chewing up the scenery. Dude, like I burning witches and shit. I that's, love that movie. That's what I said. I uh, did a video uh, a few weeks ago that it, I was saying. That, you know, how does a metalhead get into uh, the Halloween spirit? If you want, and like Peter Cushing, Vincent Price, like you could just find yeah. any one of their movies and put it on. And the worst review you'll give it was like, "I enjoyed that. I'm glad I seen it, but I don't need to see it again." You know, <laughs> like, or you'll just be obsessed with it and want to yeah, see I it mean, over and you over. You can put Peter Cushing on doing yeah. a horror movie, and I fucking love it. I think. He's great, but yeah, when you came in, we were watching that, and yeah, I I tried to even though I always watch Hammer films, something about this time of year, I I try to watch like a lot of Hammer films over right. again, like uh, the horror Dracula shit, horror Dracula. I watch the Frankenstein franchise, like anything that I can. I, I really love all the uh, like the Devil of Daughter and the Double Rides Out. I oh like yeah, that old satanic shit. Yeah, it's just. It's such a cool time period. You just told me it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This love, guy needs to get his shit straight. Movies. No, satanic movies and satanic yeah, I know. different. <laughs> I was being that internet troll's voice who hasn't been heard yet. They want to no, get attention, the man. Other day, the other day I was like trying to watch The First Power, which is a piece of shit. But it's a satanic movie. You can't even find that streaming. That's... At least not here. Well, what you haven't seen for years, and probably not at all, I would like to hope that we're bestowing some great music upon you, and that is Vladimir's self-titled 1997 debut, finally reissued, and it here it's here on Reaper Metal Productions, and I couldn't be any more proud to be a part of this release, and... I'm also couldn't. I was originally very, very proud with one of the first releases back, and that was Faith Extractor, raising the world a myth with the two uh, friendly faces on the back there. Uh, CD and LP still available. Reaper Metal Productions link is in the description. And as we've been talking all about it, Evil Speak Magazine issue number six. They're sold on Amazon, so that means that the link I'm giving you not only hooks up Evil Speak Magazine, and it also helps out the channel because Amazon gives. Affiliate marketing uh, payouts to me, so corporate America hooking it up and not charging anybody to do so. So fuck yeah, grab that if you're so inclined. You will find movies in here that you could appease your uh, self-watching stuff you've never even heard of for a year straight. And then you got five other issues you can buy. And then don't forget Woman Angel under sadistic pressure. If you do this, you'll be making your fucking Halloween season awesome, and you'll be giving this guy uh, a hard work well achieved in the birthday season. So if you want to do that that should be the charity announcement enough for you but otherwise you should just be all about awesome fucking music so ash and marcus been a pleasure chatting with you guys and i hope the internet will be very uh, you know polite back with uh, all this conversation you've been worried that they might attack you on i highly doubt it though they like him they don't like they don't like they don't like you well there you go and i'll be that i'll be that guy that that leaves off any interview is there any last words you have for the audience i actually do i want to say this because i think it's important um for the cleveland scene I, like Dwayne morris 
actually was a big part of getting the Vladimir's known in, in the Cleveland area. Yeah, I, mean, right. I mean, he's really the sole reason why. Um, <laughs> um, why, and it, and it actually really helped the band a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, don't, you know, I don't think you'd even know about it if it wasn't for him spread out around the world. You know, so, yeah. um, uh, honestly, I know about the Vladimir's uh, because when we played, when Crucify Mortals played Cincinnati and you booked that show, there was a bunch of flyers around and it was like the Vladimir's and it seemed like it was just uh, in the air that like it was this big deal. And I was like, who are the Vladimir's? And you're like, oh, oh so it's it was, just this band that I do with my brother. <laughs> so, that was just, uh, so that's one of those things that what I just said had nothing to do with you. Okay. <laughs> so, so everything I just said pertained nothing to you okay i guess i carried the torch i i guess that's why i can say thank you to, to Dwayne though because i i guess i carried that torch with them then because it's like i found out then you know like i told my brother justin he, he fucking loved it you know and then the hell then all my other brothers so then hell's headbangers obviously put out the album then oh uh, but yeah, like that's cool I, I didn't i didn't know that so that's all that sounds like something i would say to you oh that's just a bad idea with my brother yeah no i know that's why it's like and that's what's funny about it is like because you wouldn't like really think like you know you think you know even if you're like a fan of the reaper metal stuff like oh that's just one of reaper's friends and stuff like i'm like truly vested as far as like dude like like fuck like oh my god i ran into bruce dickinson or tom g and i was starstruck like I, i'm on the verge of that for this stuff that's how like much it means to me so like to be a part of it so i'm just like ah oh, you know it's fucking a holy grail as far as i'm concerned um, but like honestly, dude, I even had true story. Do you remember that band Rabid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the the drummer, he's there in that band now, uh, Fatal Curse, um, right. which is essentially Rabid minus one person. So because they're a three piece, that I was wearing of uh, the Vladimir shirt, and like their drummer Chris, he's like, dude, how much is that shirt? And I'm like. These are these non-slaughter shirts are ten bucks. Like the one you're wearing, that Vladimir shirt, I need it. You're gonna gr buy a, a sweaty shirt off my back, dude. I want it. I cannot say no to a man willing to buy another man's shirt. It'll be whatever. And they bought, they literally bought the shirt off my back. So I would have to say that that dude is fucking stoked about some Vladimir's, and I hope that you, the internet and Reaper Metal audience, are too. So yeah, there, there's a fun little. <laughs> oh, you guys are so great! That's <laughs> yeah. the end. But I mean it. So, so available now. Vladimir's Vladimir's available uh, in those links below, as well as all this other lovely stuff. So support the channel, support the Halloween season. Don't be an internet troll. And because I apparently have to remind you of all this shit. If you're a fucking idiot and don't know by now that if you like a video, give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Leave a comment. Let me know because we did not answer the question. Um, does metal and horror go hand in hand? Or maybe yes. it doesn't. So who are the best metal bands with brothers in the band? I know you've been wondering it. Really knowing you guys, so, so introducing you as, you know, Faith Extractor, which is a death metal band, and then if, especially if you follow Ash's stuff, you know, it's very much death metal, and then here you find out he's essentially, I guess you could dub it as a horror punk band, Vladimir's, although I would say it's far more than that, but they'll just keep it at horror punk, because that's precisely the point. It's like, alright, so death metal guys, then you do horror punk, and that's like one of your first bands, like, so where, how does that all come about? Ash and I were already in another group together, it was a doom metal band, Thorns of the Carrion, and so we had been working together the whole time, I mean, we saw each other, we worked together, and even before, when I was in school, I'd go over to his house, we'd play with that band, and I always 
I've always had those types of Vladimir songs sitting around, certain ones I started working on, like, from 13 on, or, like, even earlier, maybe. And, and I think the first thoughts of Vladimir's, I actually wasn't involved. No, the very, the very first, it was me and Doug Nevels, and then me and Doug knew Brian. We all knew Brian Day real well, and we all hung out with him. We changed over Ash playing drums, because Ash would play drums and thorns mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, it, we just, it became a thing. We all came together. And we all were hanging out, and we just became a thing. Like, I don't. That it was cathartic to do the Vladimir's because it was so much different than what the other bands we were doing. And it was real fun and easy. Yeah, we could come. Up, I could come in one day with like three or four songs at one practice, and everyone would learn them. And next week, it'd been like we've been playing them for a long time. Yeah. It was easy, and it was, it was fun. Easy. We were just having fun. That's like the main thing. It was easy and fun. And that's uh, haven't had that for a long time. No, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> well, so, so has there been like a big love? Of- What's that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, so then like common, as you said, you know, Thorns of Carry On, like being more of a, you know, doom and, and then having death metal and stuff like where does like the punk and really like because there's a lot, like I said, like with the Vladimir's, especially going throughout the catalog, you get a lot of different kinds of music with it. So like, is where does that all come from? Because it doesn't seem like it comes with Ash. <laughs> it seems like it's more of your thing, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, it's me. I mean, I write most of the songs. There are some songs here and there that we work together and Brian wrote a handful, but most of it's mine. And I like just to change the styles up. I love a lot of early punk and I love a lot, a lot of goth rock mm-hmm. and um, I love doom metal. And I kind of like it when you can do like doomy, darkier goth stuff with regulars, with clean singing. It seems like, uh, I don't know. Some bands do that. They suck and other bands don't. It's like, I really like that fine line be- between keeping it hard and still being able to like have melody kind of like a early type of negative, like slow, deep and hard where it's like hardcore and doom where it's yeah. got that good, like early, like, like, you know, carnivore retaliation, that kind of stuff where there's metal wrists, but they're still singing hooks. And I like that kind of shit a lot. So coming a little bit harder as uh, the fine gentleman, as you can recognize on the back, self deeming that this is the number one record here. <laughs> when, yeah. Um, so when, when when Faith Extractor comes about, like, is this more of like Ash bringing it about, or like like how does that you know? Yeah, Ash. Yeah. We were just one time just bullshitting about like how you know old school death metal, and you, you remember you called me one time. It's like, well, I don't want to do something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, because Estuary was was a was the main band for me at the time, still an active band, but it was just so much more technical, and and um, I, you know, I just love. Or like stripped down death metal, you know, and and that's kind of what that that's we just it was so easy. And I'll be honest, that that stemmed from channeling around all this simple like lo-fi stuff that like I was like fuck. It's like it was it just I just thought it was funny. It was almost like oh you're in your bedroom and you're doing that, and somehow that automatically makes it good. I don't know, what's going on, you know? but so that was just like and we. That was how that was. It was like, throw, let's throw something together like like that. Yeah, it was super, that's, super. That's what that album was. Yeah. yeah. It's I, hard to repeat that. I mean, obviously, it's, I, I get that. It's like it's hard for bands to like let's just keep doing an album like that because that gets boring too, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, well, how did how did that not like continue then like to be as the two piece and then all kind of evolve them more to be like you know now it's something you're doing with Danka who's also in Estuary you know and then yeah uh, just it was the just wanted to do it live you know yeah. he didn't want to do it I'm live. not a big uh, 
fan of touring or moving around a lot. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't like it. Just I mean, we did it for a little bit. I'll move around the house quite a bit. But, uh, I mean, I did all that early on with Thorns with Carrion and Vladimir's with them, and like sometimes it was cool. But I'm the kind of person where I get really fucking weirded out. I'm strange, and I don't like all this whole thing of waiting around forever to play. Some people love that. I fucking hate it. So like we get somewhere and be there for hours on end. And then and the whole time seems like everything's something's wrong. Everyone's pissed. And then you get up there and you play for like fucking 50 to nobody as far as people go. And I was like, and they like it later on when you don't do it anymore. Which yes. is fucking hilarious to me. And, uh, I just got to where it's like, I don't ask. If I would be hurting my brother for him not to do it. He wanted to do it. He was going to have fun doing it with Zanko. And Zanko, by all means, I mean, she is like the best other thing to have there. But uh, that's fun. I mean, if you're not having fun, you saying that to me, no, it is, but it's I don't like any of that. Even like the runs we do now, so that's exactly what it is. It's like all day for... It's not fun. And I understand that. <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of people thrive off that. I'm not one of those people. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't like being out there. I'm not good with people all the time. I'm a little fucked up and weird, I guess. I <laughs> He's always more cordial. When we were in bands together, like touring... Everyone talked to you. Like, no one, no one, I was, like, I guess I was standoffish. Didn't mean to be, but I guess I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so the, then. The whole idea of touring with Baby Tractor and all that just seemed, it, it's alien to me. I didn't want to do it. Right, right. Well, so you're saying, you know, you kind of, like, don't want to talk to people, a lot of yada. So, like, it, bringing it back around now to the lyrics, and, you know, I, I, I think what makes it horror in any sense is a some of the horror references but there's also a lot of like you know dare dare i say misfits which actually i want to go off more on that question first because yeah, being the right well exactly and, and so and that's the You're thing so like well, so, so what oh, people say that though and, and i and i don't and i don't i get offended for being a big fan of the vladimir's but like i don't know man like especially so first and foremost like Sure, say that. But like if that is going to be true, I think the Vladimir's having like misfits orient and like being horror punk, those elements have drastically changed from 1997, 90 or like you know, when you started doing this that like now it's almost like it's it, it has like a mold that one has to abide by that like I honestly deem it that when it comes to horror punk, it's almost like what where it is like in a mainstream sense is like a, a hot topic commercial of bands where like oh, you know you got to yeah. play like an upright bass and you're just like dude like i don't know like there, there's definitely a difference of sound there's definitely a difference of style and that's why i think i get slightly annoyed by that it's like dude when you're listening to vladimir's like that does not fit in the same category as most of those bands at least if you could f visualize what i'm saying with that difference but even more so it's like to even have like the misfits uh is somebody vacuuming <laughs> there's a motorcycle outside. oh god damn yeah <laughs> But Sorry about that. <laughs> so, but, uh, so when you have like that connection to like a misfit sound before it was like 
cool, I guess, to sound like the Misfits. Like, first off, is like that even a thing? Like, was it like even like intentional to be like, you know what? I really like the Misfits, and maybe at that time, like nobody even sounds like the Misfits because they might have been on like the Michael Graves era and like you know, fuck right. Glenn or something. I don't, I don't know. You get what I mean by that, though? Yeah. As far as what you just said there about the Michael Graves stuff, that stuff's fine and everything. I don't. I just doesn't. That didn't imprint on me, so I don't. Yeah. I, I love the Misfits, but with Danzig, I, the other stuff's good. I mean, but I don't mind into like you know, I'm not what you would call like, oh, I'm gonna champion those records. But the whole fact of even saying that, I don't think. Other than it's so fucked up to me that just the fact that I sing in these types in these, this kind of song, I'm supposed to be compared to some other man. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love dancing and I love Elvis. I love Jim Morrison, Roy Orbison, Howlin' Wolf. There's uh, Nick Cave, all sorts of people I fucking like. Right. But if you're in another band that's metal where you're just like, you know, how often do you hear someone say like, that fucking sounds like the guy, from, that sounds like Chuck from Death. You can't, well, we hear that. What am I, I'm talking shit. But very few people, when it comes to someone screaming and yelling, say, Oh, they suck because they sound like that, or they sound just like that. Right. And I was saying that we sounded like the Misfits to me was fucked up. I mean, yeah, I love that band, and I think you can tell they were a huge influence on me. I mean, I'm, hell, I was listening to them since I was like fucking eleven or twelve or some shit. So it was, of course, it was going to imprint on me, just like all the other bands that I love. Yeah. And, I'm coming across somewhat hostile. I don't mean to be, but uh, I just think it's fucked up when people immediately. We got, I hear I've had people say that to my face years ago. No one has said it lately, but about like, oh, you're just trying to be like the misfits, and I completely disagree. I mean, maybe the closest things that this first record, as far as being, I love those old movies. I love fucking yeah. old movies. And I was a monster kid growing up. It sucks that now you can fucking <laughs> shit you were ridiculed for. You can go to a goddamn store. And get an outfit. It's fucking hilarious to me, but right. and because I love like I love the Ramones, I love old sixties rock and roll, and I do love the Misfits, and that's what I wanted to do at the time. I mean, hell, fuck. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Well, you Anybody agree. You agree. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pain's well, the pain is there. It's gonna say it. I mean, yeah, I know. Well, but so it's I want to. Here's the thing, man. Is that the thing is? No, no. I just think the fact. Hold on. Tell that in a minute. Yeah, it's authentic though. It's like I didn't fucking ever sit there and go, "I'm gonna sound into a band like the Misfits." It just didn't occur to me. We started the band at such a young age too. I was just fucking wanting to play the songs that I was writing. Right. I never ever was like, "Man, we need to do a fucking album like that." I never. I don't even. I'm not wired like that. So. No, I agree. So it's, so it's all. It's an authentic influence. Them and. Sam, all dancing shit. I mean, I like all that shit. So. I, I I agree so much. And apparently, I you know I, I had it in the air already, and like so. You know, saying all that, it, it, it's entirely. I, I I thought that and redeemed it for entirely of everything you kind of said, and mostly like vocally, because like while there might be yeah, like the the fact that it'll be like a Rah! you know and or whatever kind of shout, it is very much your voice and your personality that is there. So it's like to be compared, I could see why like you know hearing you be slightly annoyed by it, like where would it would come from? Because that's that's entirely the point. Because everybody would cite 
Danzig. And if they would do like rockabilly leanings, which seems like is another thing that like if you're in a horror punk band, you got to like do some kind of sort of rockabilly stuff and throw it in there. But if you do, you got to have some Elvis. And it's just like everybody does that. And when I hear your, I think your voice and particularly like the region you're from. So like having like that Cincinnati, not so Southern, but a little bit more of the Southern twang that's, you know, very much to Cincinnati. It switches it up. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't throw in like some of the more country that everybody like always just goes to the same well. Like I think it's very much an embodied a character and I like that character. So it's like, you know, I always just thought it was cheapening the sound of the band, especially if you were just to read it and not listen to it. So I don't know. It was always a personal gripe and I always wanted to kind of hear where what you had to say about that. But even particularly too, it's like, dude, Misfits, like Misfits would love to have a drummer like Ash. <laughs> like, oh, there, yeah, it's nothing sure. as, as good as that. Like, yeah. like it, it just not only is like, is it metal drumming for otherwise like punk like music, but it's also way tighter than they would ever be on their best day. <laughs> like, so it's like, sorry, big. I, I know there's gonna be people like, how dare you say that? You know. Let me like ask you. Like, don't we think it's if you're gonna try to like create something to say I want to be just like this other band? Isn't that fucked up? Like from the get go. I mean, I, I guess do a lot of people do that? The I don't know. Well, sound just like this. Yeah, there's a lot of. Them. I mean, if you're not if you're not going to be fucking expressing who you are, then what's the point? And so I think it's I I, I think that's a great maybe. Well, that's fucking horrible. Well, like to. Well, so to ask me that, I I think I, I think it's a, I'm probably a good example to ask because a lot of it comes full circle because like so me and Ash did a few Crucify Mortals releases and the last album we did was a Psalms of the Dead Choir and so like bringing all this together a fun fact is that you know you uh, obviously did uh, uh, contributed also the, the, the Thomas family has very has contributed to the Crucify Mortals catalog in that on the song Bringer of Death there's those group shouts so like to come full circle like obviously I'm a big Vladimir's fan and rather than like rip somebody off or whatever like to answer your question yeah I wouldn't want to rip anybody off and like I think that whenever I've been highly influenced it's like when that song was coming about like I always thought that the Vladimir's when there was gang vocals it was always like really tough and just mean like it was just shouted and like it, you know like a lot of bands just have like wimpy gang vocals especially in the thrash world so like when it came to those like hey ash can you like get the vladimir's gang together to do that you know and that was very much like a fan and like i would i would have never thought to ask that had i not been a fan of the band and it's like you know what i mean so like that's just like i guess a, a haphazard but maybe a great example of like where i think you could be like inspired but not like then go yeah. and rip off so yeah. that's yeah. that would be my answer to it uh, in, a, in a roundabout way i guess um yeah cool yeah, I mean, yeah, inspiration's essential. Yeah. And just mimicking someone's bullshit, so, yeah. So getting kind of back to maybe the brother topic and then, like, your lyrics. So obviously you're a lyricist that's largely based on horror, but I think there's a lot of, like, personal things there because, you know, you'll bring up, like, you know, I saw you at the drive-in or can't come around here no more. It's, like, about, you know, murdering your significant other. So, like, you, like, so, like, Ash, like, when, you know, Marcus comes down with, like, these lyrics that – 
maybe you know that you could probably tell or like true to him like are you like man like i didn't i didn't really know that was like what you were thinking about that because you probably would know like you know if i was dating somebody pissed about it like is there that dynamic there that's like whoa like what are you revealing it's kind of like when all the lyrics from the first album, like I read them, I'd laugh the whole time because they're so tongue in cheek. Like yeah, they're it's great, they're funny. No, it's, it's like so. It's like I mean, no, that's real, but you know, like so, which is yeah. funny shit. I mean, back in back in the day, we had a copy of Street Trash that Ash just made a compilation of all the splatter every time someone blew up, and that was in like ninety or ninety one when I got that fucking second VCR. Yeah. And it was just like, that shit to us, it was funny. It was like, well, but it was also, yeah, there was some meaning behind it, but I kind of, I'm not going to ever kill a woman. The lyrics are so tongue-in-cheek, I, I loved it, because it, it it was witty and funny, like, not, there wasn't really anything stupid about it at all. It was just uh, fucking hilarious. It's all the like, shit, it was like ECR shit, yeah. and all the, I mean, just being a horror movie junkie at a very young age, everything was about, it was fun to sing about, uh, like, horrific death because it's in real life is terrifying and fucked up and it's fun to take the piss out of it yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I I'm, I I just kind of always was wondering, yeah, like more of maybe the uh, the influence behind it. Maybe if it was, I, I don't know. That's 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 the kind of what's cool, like that you're in, because like you know, like a song like I saw you at the drive-in, or like you know, um, God damn it, I I would know it off the back of my hand. Um, but uh, more, yeah, yeah, like more of the you know, ballady, I guess, for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? Like, it's presented in a way with feeling and emotion like that could be something you legitimately felt. And I and I get it. Like, of course, you're going to sell it that musically. But, like, it could also come from a place of, like, anger of toward a situation. And, you know, and, and you're expressing it through the music. So, well, yeah, it most certainly did. It can be both things. Yeah. I mean, it most certainly, I meant it when I was singing it and when I wrote it. But I'm also aware of how fucking, you know, it's funny, it's horrific, and, I mean, I I wasn't like, I was just like, let me write the most, uh, like, some fucked up lyrics just to scare people, because never, right. it's never like that, I was writing something that I was thinking, right. and it, uh, it felt good to sing about it, Right. But, you know, it's better to sing about it than to uh, run out and do any of that, but I just, <laughs> I just remember, though, like, <laughs> All of us collectively reading of it and be like, yeah, everyone was like, we would just like, yeah, yeah, it was all like, it was like a horror movie. It was like funny shit. Yeah. So Especially what is in that voice, you know, like the crooner voice. With the oh, yeah, singing it. I mean, the irony of singing a love song that's like about horrible things. Yeah. Which is misfitting, but it's also like the birthday party, bands like that, Bauhaus, and shit like that. And, it's like, well, I'm tons of bands and shit like that, but it, there's an irony to it that it isn't like, uh, I mean, hell, I can't imagine being one of those people that's not self-aware who's like, oh, I was crooning. I mean these things like they're love. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I and well, uh, there and those people exist, and we didn't know about them, and uh, especially at the time of this coming out in the very well, early days of the internet, well, we didn't know they existed. But, that, but having said that, like the fucking Larry David shit. <laughs> having said that, I mean, I did. I mean, I I didn't write something that like it was meant to be. Like personal and horrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Was, you know. Yeah. I think all great, like, not that anything I have ever done is great, but all great arts brought about by pain and something terrible. If you just, 
I didn't want to, I mean, I don't know the fuck. I mean, yeah, this, some of them songs could have been real, especially off the first album, could have been real pop-punky if we, I guess we were singing about something else. But right. But never even, never even occurred to me. It's very, it's, it's, it brings together, like I said, it's like it's a very metal band without yeah. being full on metal, and I think it drives in because, you know, especially talking about fucked up lyrics, like metal is the king of it. Um, but, yeah. You know, yeah. so I, it's very much there. But uh, so you, you, you know, you said, like, especially for the first album, and, and I mentioned it too, you know, the horror movie reference, you know, that you love a lot of those movies. So, like, what are some of the movies that are referenced in the, on the album? What about Sheila's a Vampire? I'll kind of go down the list here, like, maybe, like, see if there was one. Yeah, that was one of the, you know, so many bands, especially, I mean, I love the Ramones and Cramps. Everybody did that kind of shit where, like, they had a girl's name. Uh-huh. And I was going for that vibe with it, and I just went with Sheila's a Vampire. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alyssa the Grave Robber. Alyssa the Grave Robber was on the EP after that, which is our sister. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of kin, and I, I didn't know you had a sister, so there's a... there's a How many oh, guys? No, 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 no. I was saying that Alyssa's a Grave Robber, Sheila's sister. Oh, oh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. yeah, I was going to say a sister I... a long time ago, but she died when she was like three. Fell in a well. I don't know. I don't know whether to laugh or, or, or listen more. I didn't know that was true. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty she had sure. A weird symbol on her arm, but no one really cared what happened to her because we were told she was bad. <laughs> new, new song in the making, right here. <laughs> well, so dialing, so, so dialing it for the YouTube audience that's pissed coming here to hear. I don't know what about like metal kin and brothers as I teased in the beginning. So obviously, getting back to your true family, since there really isn't a sister, you liar. <laughs> no, oh, uh, sister. yeah. So that, but so then there's just three. Yeah, there's you, Marcus, and then uh, Ash, and then what's your older brother's name? Brian. Brian. So Ryan, 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 sorry, Ryan, Brian. Okay. Got, so he, he, now he doesn't do any music. No. Well, no, he has some classics that he wrote. <laughs> <But they're ridiculous. laughs> Nothing that he wanted to publish. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, he had a one-man band. He had a solitary death. Yeah. <laughs> he had a band called Solitary Death, and the album opened up in 91 with him mowing the lawn and the dog next door barking. <laughs> that was the extent that was of his music. Some, some early ninety relics there. Yeah, yeah. He's, got a, he's got a tape. So how did <laughs> like how did mus- like how did the musician gene escape him then? I don't know. He's, uh, he's really uh, fucking brilliant with other shit. He'll tell you like some fucked up date. He know he can like oh well this president signed this thing in this fucking year. And yeah. oh. He'll tell you baseball stats and football stats. He knows when Hulk Hogan and. Paul Orndorff fucking both landed outside the cage at the same time. I can tell you what day that was and where he was. But every time I hand him a guitar, he actually puts his fingers on the fretboards. So it's like... Yeah, he turns into Charlie Brown. Yeah, he's Charlie Brown's tongue comes out, and he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I always... but he's, a, he's a math magician, so to speak. But he's always in, into the metal. Oh, yeah, right? he loved it. Especially growing up, him and I, we, you know, he, he bought the CDs up on tapes, you know. Yeah, Ryan's so, got a lot a lot of stuff I got into at an early age just because of him. I mean, I mean, fuck, I was hearing really cool bands by the time I was like eight or nine, and that wouldn't have been possible if right. it weren't for Ryan. Yeah. Because he had a struggle, too. We were raised in a family that had a lot of evangelical leanings, and they get fucking weirded out by Motley Crue, Shout of the Devil. And within a year of having Shout of the Devil, there was, like, fucking 
show no mercy and everything. Right. Then, you know, they kind of gave up. Well, <laughs> that's that's, 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 I mean, that's kind of funny. All that shit real young. It was cold. I mean, like, so I'm like, I'm definitely particularly interested when it is like, you know, brothers and bands, because it's totally, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a musician myself. I've obviously have done creative things and, you know, I, I've done more of the creative things with my brothers, but as far as music goes, like had an entirely different relationship. And so it's like, you know, you know that when it comes to like a band, because you're doing shows, there's a lot more maybe butting of heads that could be involved because it is around maybe a riff being good and an opinion that determines whether or not it's good. That if your brothers, especially ones that are just no stranger to maybe uh, getting in fights, that it's just like, you know, fuck you, that riff sucks. You know, so I've always just been kind of curious what that dynamic may be because it's like the far as far as i've like i've had a brother i hadn't seen in 10 years and i was in he was in, in italy and like i'm there and it's like hey man you come down the show it's like i gotta work tomorrow no and it's like because i'll see you in another 10 years so like you know shit like that <laughs> like you could give a flying fuck you know so it's like you know it's a it's a way different or then you know you got another brother that you do a podcast with that he and he talks right on over you but that that's a that's smaller shit like j-dog he's been way more supportive than that but so uh you know so i always just been i guess from my own upbringing with brothers and stuff like what that's all about and you know like why wouldn't one of the one of the thomas brothers be he's in the metal but he's not a musician like where where is that you know does he have the rat skates of uh, mold where it's like well everybody's got to be a fan and and pull their weight in metal you know there's the musicians then there's maybe the radio host the the, the zine guy so like you know the, there, there's no zine guy when it comes to ryan he's he's just a fan and that's it yeah. pretty much yeah. yeah yeah but he's so, a pretty avid fan too you know he has the shit that he's really into of, your, of, the, of all does he like all your stuff like what you've guys done well yeah uh, yeah. yeah of course yeah. i mean it's more like i mean like what you said there i kind of i mean i feel bad man for you like, <laughs> i mean that's not that bad, i but... never have it, well, i don't think we've ever had a musical argument other than when it came to someone else's album that I or you like oh, better yeah. than the other one. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But, like, never, I don't think ever working on music yeah. have we ever gone, like, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, and, yeah, never like that. Or maybe just it might take a different. Yeah, we might change or something something where it's, like, drop yeah, down, I, drag out, arguing over a fight. No, no, no. And Usually it comes really easy. I mean. Yeah, we just start playing something. Because when I, a lot of times I'll come on with something, I can say something to him, he knows what I mean. I'm like, Celtic Frost riff. He does, right. he knows the fucking beat, you know. He'll be like, all right, more fucking straightforward punk riff. Double yeah. bass riff. It's so super easy. Right, so right. Like, I never once, I don't recall, the only time I remember was like, uh, it was a long time ago we played a show, and I fucked up. Show. When I turned around and looked at Ash, Ash got pissed. Oh, it's well, that's for that was just like that's, I know, that's the only time I can remember bad. Dude, got, I gotta know like, what that site looks you, like. You fucked up. That's the only time I ever remember going like damn. And Dude. we ended up laughing that off like within five minutes. Ash pissed. That's that's a site that I've never seen. <laughs> oh, it's not pretty. 
<laughs> Are you saying he's pretty otherwise? <laughs> uh, sure. Look yeah. at the man. <laughs> Christ. You know what's really like, so, you know, curiously though, like back in the day, you know, now, when they like, cause you can look at the Vladimir stuff, especially on the the self titled album, and you guys had the major widow's peak. Like that was purely organic. Like you didn't like. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah people ask that from Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's funny. Yeah. Like, like, dude, it's my fucking hairline. Right. Right. Now I'm 42 and it's not as fucking big as it used to be. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I, like I was. I mean, we got all sorts of people said one of the fucking album reviews we had. This asshole obviously didn't even look at it. Said like, "Here's the Mr. <laughs> Clone Band with mascara and all." And I was like, "When the fuck did we ever put on mascara?" Well, that was the funny thing is they like, acted like we painted on the widow's peak. So there's going to be a series of uh, cool concert footage, and then you can obviously see it on the uh, release itself. But like old old stuff from from the Vladimir's here on the channel. And when Ash sent me the VHS tape so I can get it and upload it to the channel and stuff, uh, Bridget from Heavy Metal Relics was watching and like, man, they both have like the widows like shit. The, do you think that like they did that? I'm like, no. There's no, no way. No, there's no. no way knowing Ash uh, uh, that like he would deck him like you de I don't know. I just decking yourself. No. Would not be <laughs> like yeah, I don't even think like it's yeah, just yeah, you know. If the only times we ever applied face paint, which was early on, was to reflect like death and anger. We've never been like let's be glammy. Yeah, no. Like Willow, no. put this big fake. The only the only time we ever even did that though was like our Halloween party. Yeah, all the party. parties and it was kind of like yeah. everybody was. And that one time we did it. We did it when we first started playing in like '96. We did it like in uh, April '96. Well, I conveniently don't remember. That. Yeah, <laughs> but we did that. <laughs> and that became a point of like, what the fuck is this about? It's more you go to a, a show that you're there for like nine hours. Why paint your face? It's funny, I remember shit less when I was completely sober. Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> I, this is this could be psych this is a psychological episode, you know. You you really yes. got to think hard on this. Uh, well, like so, what I was getting at though, pointing out the uh, widow's peak though, is so did that have any? Because Vladimir's when you're citing Vladimir's, I I'm assuming as maybe some people don't know what that connection with that name even be is essential, uh, and, and then the the apparent vampire that it has with it is the whole story of how even uh, Bram Stoker attributed the his to be based upon Vlad the Impaler. Uh, I don't know if you're going that far, but the whole vampire attachment to Vladimir's like was the like basically was the Widow Peak look had did that have anything like influencing you even coming up with the band name? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, no, no. Like, no? We, I mean we got these fuckers that's like that's what it was I never well, right right it's still is pretty good i never once know? thought ever in my life like look at this badass widow's peak <laughs> no yeah well like I, maybe like somebody meant like i, I and i didn't know oh, i didn't think that, that like you know what i mean like people just say that you know oh, well, we, were, oh yeah. <laughs> we were fucking weirdo kids back then so it was like oh they're coming the vampires or the Eddie Monsters, here come these weirdos. So, yeah, yeah. Because we look, I mean, because on top of it, we look the way we look. And I mean, I never ever thought about like the joke is I banged all their moms. Yeah, you hear that <laughs> shit, you motherfuckers? <laughs> like, so you know, like the story of like. <laughs> well, but, but you know, the, the name Vladimir's came from 
this Lithuanian philosopher named Vladimir Milkun who believed there was multiple dimensions and they killed him as a heretic. Hmm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, also it means that it was easy to spell. <laughs> that is, that's not true. Or is it? I don't know. Uh, I actually remember originally I wanted to call the band. We had a bunch of fucked up names, and I put the Vlads because I thought it would look. I actually thought like it's thirteen year old. I was like spray paint that. And you're like, when I called the Vladimir's because we were talking about bands at that time, like the Ventures and shit like that. And I like a lot of them old instrumental bands that you know, kind of like early what would become metal guitar was really like really fucked up Spanish and, and, and like, beach music. And the Ventures, I thought, was awesome. And I remember, like, why don't you just make it full-on with Vladimir's? And the only thing I thought might happen was people would think we were Russian. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I thought no, Vladimir. He had actually. Yeah, it's Vlad Tepe's. That's right. You know, I, I like the, the whole story. Is, yeah. It's like divert away from that. Yeah. Generalization. Yeah, I know. It's funny. At the time, in like 95, when we named it, it didn't seem as cliche like now. You know, now it just seems like a band trying to be a horror band. Uh, I agree. Widow's Peaks, whatever the hells, it doesn't matter because this album is badass. I couldn't be any more fucking proud, honestly, when it comes to like doing releases and stuff. I've had my fair share of being behind records and stuff, and I got to honestly say, when I just started to do podcasts and anything creative, the last thing I honestly wanted to do was start putting out releases because of everything that comes with it. So the fact that I am, I'm like, I'm going to be cutting out shit that means a lot to me, and this release definitely means a shit ton to me i could tell you a long story about it but i'll keep it short and sweet and that the first time i even got to know the vladimir's i introduced it to j dog who does hellcast with me and i was a big fan myself collecting all the records bought them outright from the band and there was one thing that i was missing that i was at jim kanye of jim sadis from nunslaughter's house car pulling to practice i think it was in his metal room going through it and i pull i was like holy shit a vladimir's album i've never heard of the self-titled like oh yeah that's i've had it's like fuck man like i've never heard of this i don't think they have copies of it like you know well i don't and he wasn't like entirely as excited about it as i was and jim was always excited to just give out shit for free but somehow on this one he was a little bit like apprehensive like he's not gonna give it away and i'm like like fuck man like just give it to me i'll buy it off you like no 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 and then then he finally like gave it to me i'm like fuck so that was the copy of this cd that i i went and later i found out like how rare it even was like dude there's only like a hundred copies ever pressed well, of it no no i mean we, we pressed 300 of that i think the, the reissue is 300 correct yeah which is which is you know well, we're starting time. out we're starting out you know we got it we got to test no, the waters here but i'm saying it was like 300 it was 300, it was 300 from the get-go yeah and but it, you know all the other ones after that you know there were a lot of burns and shit uh, yeah and we just thought it was interesting when we when we pressed that that um 300 was a number with the pressing plan at the time and then all of a sudden it was like oh we can get a thousand for the price we got 300 for a year ago so and that was kind of like it was like 98 is like right when the cd industry really changed like the pressing industry yeah like wow it's like well that was it's kind of funny just witnessing that like and actually being like involved in it like oh fuck you know now we can get 
a thousand for the same price and um, oh yeah and that's totally been the mentality of the underground for forever is like just do a thousand and then you you know because you get them cheap we're like it yeah it's become more affordable yeah. and i'm honestly like going back to me not wanting to do releases that was kind of why i was like dude so i'm gonna be stuck with a thousand cds spending all this time like distributing it like through yeah. trades and shit that you just get more to sell it's like if i'm gonna do anything i want to concentrate on the release itself so that's why yes dear viewer that's why i would do 300 copies of anything I mean, it's kind of like a proof you know? of point. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, yeah. like a, it's, it's widespread as this is and as many people there are, are into it. The lower quantity, I mean, it's just realistic, you know? Yeah, like, that's you know? that's my objective yeah. with Reaper Metal stuff, at least, is get to the fan yeah. first, and if you sell out and need more, then we'll do it. So yeah. make this success, make this release successful because it's near and dear. I have the original copy, and now we've gone through, remixed it, and I got to master that, so it's even cooler that to, you know, even apply abilities and things that I love doing, you know, an all-around hands-on, but also a just a huge favorite release of mine. Uh, so Vladimir self-titled with a brand new cut. Co- well, the cover's kind of reminiscent to the original. Like it's just, it's really fucking cool to be a part of it. So um, if I, everybody that's ever heard you guys through the years introducing has always been very ecstatic about how, like, just they're 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 not just a fan. They're like a huge fan. So I hope that we'll achieve the same with this reissue. But so here is me inviting you uh, to grab a copy, Reaper Metal. It's all the the link is in the description you know the drill if you especially you've been watching these videos for as long as i hope that you have and if that's not the case well then do all that youtube bullshit subscribe like it don't do the smash and all that dumb bullshit that people add to it just simply hit a thumbs up hit a subscribe do the bell thing and if you do all that that means i'll be able to talk to you next time